Hello, Bettys. Welcome to the show. Before we get to our guest today, I just wanted to let you know that we have such an epic list of guests coming up in March. We are talking about menopause. We're talking about autoimmunity. We're talking about muscle building. We're talking about recovery practices. And I don't want you to miss any of it. Even if you are listening to the podcast, you may not necessarily be subscribed. So you're going to have to manually go into your podcast app and press play. I would love for you to hit that subscribe button so that you are getting the podcast as they are released. It's going to make me oh so happy to know that you are a subscriber of the pod. You are officially a Betty in the Bettyverse. And of course, you are never going to miss an episode and be the first to know when it drops. Thank you so much. Hey, Betties. Welcome to the Better Podcast. It's your host, Dr. Stephanie. It is geeky magic time where I step away from the interviews and just talk to you. It's just going to be me and you today. And these episodes, I'm going to bring you personal insights, frequently asked questions, topic du jour in a more condensed, quick, and actionable way. I go hard on the geek, wrap it up with sprinkles and magic for you to do and be better. Hey, hey, Bettys. Welcome to Geeky Magic, where we are continuing our series in the Betty Body Book. And we are going chapter by chapter, giving you a behind the scenes, director's cut, if you will, discussion around each chapter. And I'm sharing never before talked about, you won't really find the things that we talk about in these, uh, these Geeky Magic series anywhere else. And I'm also adding in story time. So I'm also reading excerpts from the book because I love when people read to me. So I am doing it for you um, in the hopes that this is going to be useful for you. It's going to provide value for you. And if you're someone who already has the book, you can understand some of the thinking behind these chapters as well. I am a huge fan of the Bio Optimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. It has seven forms of magnesium, which is going to help to transform your stress and your performance and your recovery and your sleep to the next level. I'm often asked like, well, what are the types of magnesium we should be looking for? So there's magnesium chelate and citrate and bisglycinate and malate, sucrosomial, taurate and orotate. They have various effects on the body. Bisglycinate, probably the most bioavailable and most absorbable. Malate, it's found naturally in fruits, helps with migraines. Chronic pain has been shown to help improve depression. Magnesium citrate uh, helps with arterial stiffness. It helps with maintaining a healthy weight. Magnesium chelate is important for muscle building, recovery and health, the list goes on and on. You're basically getting them all in one supplement. Each supplement itself is 500 milligrams of magnesium, which I feel is such a a great dosage as a great baseline for most women. I have found a beautiful medium of actually cycling my magnesium. So I actually will take one or two of these. So I'm either getting 500 milligrams or up to a gram of magnesium, depending on where I am in my cycle. So head on over to biooptimizers.com forward slash better and use code better for 10% off of any order, but make sure that the magnesium breakthrough is in your cart. Don't be fooled by the frigid temperatures. Keeping hydrated in the wintertime is super important. In colder temperatures, we sweat more due to a higher metabolic demand of trying to maintain a core body temperature. We lose more fluids and electrolytes through our urine. We lose more water through respiration and just general breathing. And our skin dries out in the wintertime as well. We are a ski family, and over this winter, we have been using Elementee's Chocolate Medley. The chocolate chai is 
absolutely incredible with some boiling water, a splash of milk, and my kids love the chocolate mint with some hot water. This is our apreski. We cozy up with Element Hot After Hours on our cross-country trails. Now, for a limited time, you too can get the Element Tea chocolate medley and enjoy them hot as I have been doing with this exclusive insider bundle for you. When you buy three boxes of any flavor, it doesn't have to be the chocolate, it can be any of the flavors that they offer, you are going to get the fourth box free. If you head over to drinkelement.com forward slash Dr. Estima, you'll see that exclusive offer at the bottom of the page. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And tell me which of the chocolate, Melody, you love the best. So where are we in our journey through this book? Well, we have gone through what normal versus what common menstrual cycles look like. We have talked about all of the different permutations of hormonal dysregulation from estrogen dominance or high estrogen in the luteal phase of a woman's cycle to low estrogen in late perimenopause to almost no estrogen in menopause. We talk about low progesterone. We talk about high androgens. Uh, Polycystic ovary syndrome is a big topic in the book. We talk about low androgens, so low T and some of the signs and symptoms that can result from that. And of course, what to do about each of those things. We talk about cortisol. We talk about dysregulated, chronic, low-grade stress and inflammation and the impact that that can have on our thinking, on our memory, on our learning, on our sex hormones, on our menstrual cycle. We've talked about how morning routines are sexist. We've talked about how the importance of orgasms for women, uh, the importance of sleep for women, and some of the nuances and differences, some of the sexual dimorphisms between a man and a woman in terms of our sleep cycles and some of the effects that it can have, whether we are in our follicular phase or our luteal phase. And we've discussed the ketogenic diet for women. So this was spread out over two chapters. One is all in for ketosis, a therapeutic nutritional intervention where you are staying in ketosis for 28 days. And then from there, which is what we discussed last week, is the idea of keto cycling and why that is important for a woman to consider, particularly if she's in perimenopause, to be thinking about how we can go up and down in keto and then also a complementary up and down in protein and carb cycling in order to um, appropriate and to support uh, muscles and their growth. So here we are on at chapter 10 and we are talking about fasting. Now fasting, this chapter is the biggest, one of the biggest, is the second biggest actually, chapters in the book, second only to sleep and sex, because y'all know that I had to talk about (laughs) sleep and sex, and it had to be a lot of data that we talked about in that chapter. And fasting 
is actually one of the things that I've written the most about. I've had several million reads um, on Medium and other and on Thrive, which is a a branch of the Huffington Post, uh, Thrive Global. And I've talked about this idea that fasting for women is different. Um, We have a lot of people who, a lot of men and a lot of research that's done by men for men around fasting and some of the benefits that it confers in that population. So when we think about some of the benefits for men, often reported are things like improved fertility, improved testosterone, improved sleep, uh, improved sperm count, um, and then even the quality of the sperm uh, is improved. So we'll see like less, uh, you know, a gluttonization of the sperm, uh, lots of different things, mental clarity, energy, all of the things. And of course, you know, when, when fasting, when I think someone first hears of fasting, it's like, oh, I want a piece of that health pie. Like I want to have more energy. I want to sleep better. I want to be more fertile because I know that that has a, you know, it's a direct link to my longevity and my health. Except um, most of the data, as I was saying, has really been done on men. So whenever you're studying obesity, you can find papers on obese men and women and the positive effects that fasting can do on bringing down weight. But for someone who is, let's say, of a normal BMI or of a normal, normal, let's say, waist to hip ratio, where we're not concerned about visceral fat, or even if we're mildly concerned about it. Even if we do have someone who's putting on a little bit of weight and sort of that we're seeing her weight sort of creep up over time, but she's not necessarily considered obese yet. There's, there's very few sparse pickings in the literature around the efficacy um, because that, that population is just kind of forgotten. We're sort of forgotten about. So this was something that, you know, when I was uh, in practice, when I was kind of trying to find like, okay, my, my patient is perimenopausal, nor, a normal BMI, but, you know, really complaining about brain fog, really complaining about this lackluster um, libido and, you know, this poor sleep, trying to apply fasting to that woman versus a woman who, let's say, is clinically, like she's obese, she has a waist to hip ratio that is not, is is above 0.8. There are, and then of course, if you do blood work on her, her lipid markers are all, you know, wonky and she has all sort of inflammatory markers off the charts. There's a clear distinction in terms of those two cohorts and what some of the protocols might be and how those might be nuanced for each of those women. So, Digging into the literature, uh, found some scary stuff and uh, I, I put it in the book because I think that as women, we are all, um, you know, capable of making an informed consent, um, when you have all of the information available to you. So in this chapter, I talk about some of the different types of fast. So that's like one of the most common things I get. Hey doc, what, how can I fast? How can I fast to lose weight? How can I fast for my digestion? And of course, whatever the goal is with your fast is going to change the protocol that I am going to suggest for you. So if it's weight loss, you know, versus is it a digestive reset, there's going to be different ways that we are going to implement fasting. So in the book or in this chapter, rather, I talk about 
sort of three different ways that we can manipulate, um, you know, uh, variables within fasting. So we talk about the type of fast. So there's lots of different types of fasts. You can do, um, like a, a, a water fast. You can do a dry fast. You can do a caloric, uh, liquid fast. You can do fasting mimetics. So we talk about all the different permutations we talk. So those there's type, we talk about length of fast. So there's different lengths of fast that you can undergo, whether that's a daily, uh, TRE or time restricted eating, or if it's a multi-day fast. Um, so there's different lengths and of course, different frequency as well. Like you can do it every day. You can do it once a week. You can do it once a quarter, you know? So there's all these different variables that you can really manip when you're thinking about fasting as it pertains to your goal. And I think that this is important because often I'll get the question, like, what should I do? Just like people like, okay, I don't care about this doc. Like, just tell what to do. (laughs) It's like, okay, all of this thinking, like, what do I do? But I, I love this. I love this idea that we can really begin to empower, um, women to make better choices for themselves once they have full color and full information. So with that in mind, I'm going to read you an excerpt from the book. And this is discussing some of the studies that I, um, came across when looking at the effect of caloric restriction and intermittent fasting and what some of the differences were, some of these sexual dimorphisms or these differences between men and women. I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, and overall aging well. I personally decided on an infrared sauna from Sunlighten because of the range of far wavelengths and near infrared wavelengths that it offers. Saunas help with detoxification and rejuvenation to rid your body of toxins. It helps with heart health by improving circulation, reducing blood pressure, and helping keep the arteries supple. It helps with muscle recovery by easing the tension and soreness to recover faster. And of course, stress reduction with the warmth and the relaxation of sitting in a sauna. It's crucial for hormonal balance and achieving a state of well-being necessary for a strong physique and a strong mind. If you visit sunlighten.com slash better and use code better to get a discount. That is sunlighten, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N.com slash B-E-T-T-E-R and use code better at checkout. So this little subtitle is called shrinking ovaries. All right, buckle up, Betty. Here we go. So Shrinking ovaries. A particular study creates one of the strongest arguments for ditching caloric restriction as a long-term diet strategy for women. This study looked at the effects of rodents, so not humans, but rodents, undergoing either a 20% caloric restriction, a 40% caloric restriction in intermittent fasting, or a high fat, high glucose meal. So basically like the, you know, sort of rat chow that they might, that they might uh, have. So after six months, so there's sort of three groups. We have 20%, 40%, and then like standard rat chow. After six months, uh, females who restricted their calories by 40% became abnormally thin and weak, lost their ability to menstruate, and demonstrated enlargement of their adrenal glands alongside a heightened stress response with a fourfold increase in sleep disturbances. The males had a completely different outcome. Of course they did, right? So 
The males in that same category, in that 40% group, did not appear emaciated, did not have changes to their reproductive organs, and did not show a heightened stress response. So women who fast for long periods of time, and when I say long, I'm referring to a period of time that's longer than 24 hours, many women, so we're talking about humans now, they report more sleep disturbances, both in falling asleep and the maintenance of said sleep. And in my practice, women reported that while attempting longer fasts, they had trouble falling asleep, woke up several times during the night. And in my case, my, of course I have to throw in like how crazy my subconscious is. (laughs) I had bizarre dreams of eating food. Peculiarly, this happens to me each and every time I fast longer than 24 hours in length. All I dream about is food. And when we look at this with an evolutionary lens, it is likely that this sleep disturbance from a caloric scarcity would, would be useful to us, would help us to forage a larger perimeter or a larger area to be able to find more food, right? So this behavior could lead to maximizing the probability of survival during periods of food scarcity, Now, as we've discussed in chapter two, a woman already has a tendency towards sympathetic dominance, our our stressed out fight or flight response because of our biology. That is to say that we are much more likely to be in a state of chronic low grade stress from physical, chemical and emotional stressors that remain unresolved in our nervous system. Think of the physical stress of pregnancy, of labor, delivery, the nutritional demands of breastfeeding, the lack of attention to our own diets during that time, and of course, the emotional torture that sleep deprivation, aka motherhood, can impart. Um, And then I, you know, so the next sort of subtitle from there is how do we fast? So how is it, you know, how do we fast in a way that honors our biology, that honors our cyclicity, that does not cause shrinking of our ovaries? Like, thanks, but I'll keep my ovaries like the size that they are. Like, I don't want them shrinking. And I know, you know, as a, you know, as a personal antidote here, I didn't write this in the book, but I think it's worth mentioning that I was a figure competitor. So I, used to compete in, um, not bikini and not bodybuilding, but sort of in between those two categories. So if you sort of think of like a, you know, a fitness prescription magazine cover, I don't even know if they're around anymore, but fitness RX or uh, shape, um, strong women, uh, strong, uh, magazine. I know. So if you have, you know, sort of, um, if you are muscular, but you're not powerlifting, that was a category. That was a class I was competing in. And you know, the, the amount of caloric restriction. So for the most part, the competing was actually very healthy, but peak, pardon me, the month before the competition and in particular peak week, holy Hannah, this was terrible. Like I was calorically restricting water deprivation, all the crazy things that you do to get up on stage, to look, um, basically emaciated and uh, to have no subcutaneous water, um, brain fog, the lot, my menstrual cycle, absolute gong show for months thereafter. And my liver, oh my God, my liver was angry at me. So, you know, when we think about, um, 
when we think about fasting for women, or even when we think about caloric restriction, which is something that women are just, we just told, like we're just constantly on a diet. Like it's very rare that I've ever met a woman who doesn't want to lose five more pounds or 10 more pounds, who's just constantly been on a diet her whole damn life. And it really does, this model of CR, this model of caloric restriction can have absolutely deleterious effects on our measure of vitality. And that is to say our menstrual cycle. So what do we talk about in this chapter? We talk about the different types of fasts, as I mentioned, frequency of fasts, um, the length of fasts. And then I also put another layer of if you are someone who has hormonal issues. So if you are someone with polycystic ovary syndrome, if you are someone with estrogen dominance, if you're someone with chronic low grade stress, these are the best combinations of these three levers, you know, type, length, and frequency that are going to work best for your constitution right now now. And then I also go through sort of like a 12 week, if you will, um, fasting tolerance, because one of the things, you know, that I don't think is really discussed a lot is people like, Hey, join me for like a three day fast. Join me. We're going to do this thing together. And all these like influencers we're all going to do together. And if you've never done a three day fast before, like you, it is just, no, don't do that. You have to increase your fasting tolerance. Slow and steady wins the race. Horti- uh, you know, the, it's like the tortoise and the hare. Who wins? It's the tortoise because she goes slow, she's calculated, and she's strategic, and she doesn't burst, okay? So... Uh, she doesn't burst and then like take a nap because she's so far ahead as the, as the fairy tale, um, goes. So be the tortoise slow and steady girl. Um, so that is, um, that is the sort of the basic makeup and the constant, you know, and the basic, um, breadth of this chapter. And I think that if there's nothing else that you do, if you, if you pick up this book and this is the only chapter you read, I think that you'll still be able to figure out how to fast as a woman, because there's so much how to in this chapter, like how to do it. If you're estrogen dominant, how to do it. If you would just want to do 24 hour fast, how to do it this way, you'll get so much benefit and you won't mess up your beautiful biology. So, uh, really proud of this chapter and, um, I hope that you love it as well. So, We've done fasting. Next week, we are moving into supplements. Another big question that I get asked. So now we've sort of we're beginning to wrap up the nutrition component. We've done keto, we've done fasting. And next week, we're talking about how to cycle our supplements if we are in our menstruating years or if we are menopausal. So until then, I bid you adieu and lots of, uh, lots of love for you, Betty. And we'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast. And I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses, and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you. 